welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Dick Tracy for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Dick Tracy for the Sega Genesis was developed by Sega of America and published by Sega in North America in 1990 and in Japan of 1990. In Europe, possibly 1990, 91 at the latest. Okay, not too far behind. No, not at all. I had a hard time finding a lot of dates and information about this uh, game, but luckily through some interesting uh, internet searches, I did find copies of the box in different languages, so I know it did come out. Oh, sure, yeah. In those places. Well, I imagine if they're trying to line it up as a tie-in with the movie release-ish, you know, somewhere in that time zone. Yes, because this game was a tie-in to the hit film, Dick Tracy, released June 15th of 1990. Woo! Big summer event. And this movie had a budget of $46 million and made $162 million back. Not too shabby? No, not at all. It also won the Academy Award for Best Song, Best Makeup, and Best Art Direction. That's crazy. Three Oscars. Yeah, and they say comic book movies don't get any uh, respect these days. I know. It's so funny. I That totally blew by me. You know, I wasn't paying attention to Oscars in 1991, so or 1990. Well, that so. makes one of us. <laughs> uh, as a film nerd kid, I saw this movie in the theater. We'll get to more of that more later in our personal history, but it was uh, directed by and starring Warren Beatty. Yeah. Who at the time was coming off some pretty big films. Yeah. Ishtar. No, not Ishtar. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, He had done Red as a big prestige film. Or Reds. Or Reds, yeah, I'm sorry. Now, the Dick Tracy film had been in production in some way, shape, or form since the early 80s. Yeah, Warren Beatty's like a big fan, right? So he'd been trying to get it moving for a while. Yeah, he actually bought the rights to the comic strip in 1975. Wow. And he lost them at some point and then rebought them. Uh, There were scripts being worked on actively since the 1980s, though. Yeah. And uh, it's a really interesting production. You know, a lot of money was thrown at this movie from Disney, and uh, it was released through one of their subsidiaries. Okay. And this uh, film has a insane cast. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. Like, again, as a kid who did not appreciate that, it, you know, went over my head at the time. But now looking back, it's like, wow, like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, so real quick, we'll go over some of the, uh, you know, bigger uh, stars that are in this film. But yeah, as you said, we have Dustin Hoffman. Al Pacino's the main bad guy. Yeah. I mean, Madonna, she's there. Madonna's one of the main characters. She actually wanted this role so bad, she worked for scale in this film and made only like $35,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, which I, I mean, only, but yeah, that's know, it. for and, Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then as, uh, you know, more cameos or parts of the different uh, mob, we have Mandy Patinkin as mm-hmm. the piano player. You got mm-hmm. Paul Sorvino. You had uh, James Kahn. Oh, yeah. You had a bunch of like big stars in here and even some, uh, I wouldn't say up and commerce, but some small parts are by huge stars. You have Dick Van Dyke in it. Oh, wow. Really? He's the district attorney. Man, I, yeah. And um, the stenographer is Kathy Bates. Oh, cool. So, I mean, all around, it's just stacked with stars. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I heard a, on a podcast, I heard a, an opinion that, that kind of lines up because. For anyone out there uh, here on Celluloid Command, uh, as we talk about movies for a second, um, Al Pacino, right, went mm-hmm. from this like low key actor to the big crazy actor that we kind of know him as now in like Heat or Sin of a Woman. But a lot of people point to this movie as when he switched. Yeah, because he kind of made that character his own. In the comic strip, uh, Big Boy Caprice is like a big fat guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, Al Pacino made him this like wacky kind of flamboyant screaming yeah. character. So yeah, I could definitely see that going big. It started here. Now, uh, if anyone wants to pay us to do celluloid command or comics <laughs> command, let me know. I'm I'm a huge. <laughs> I will gladly add podcasts for time and money. But let's yeah. get back to Dick Tracy just for one more moment because yeah. this the game. This movie was so just crazy at the time. It had three soundtracks. Wow. You had the score, you had the music, and then you had the Madonna album. Right, right. Basically. And then the music, the score of the movie was done by Danny Elfman. Right. And didn't Stephen Sondheim write 
some of the musical numbers, right? Correct. Which, yes. Gosh, big names. And, you know, Danny Elfman doing the music really gets to the Batman of it all. And yeah, a, a lot of this movie is heavily influenced by the success of Batman 89. Yeah, yeah. The way it was marketed and uh, the way Dick Tracy jumps through a skylight for no reason uh, <laughs> in slow motion. But also, you know, like we said, all the tie-ins. Uh, this g- movie had, I think, Happy Meals or, you know, Burger King meals. It had... Yeah every kind of shirt and hats and mugs and all the stuff you would imagine in that realm of course video games have as we pointed out oh yeah but i think near and dear to your heart is the action figures yeah i you know i was fully hooked by the marketing hype so i had a couple my friend it was like this weird island in a sea of ninja turtles where for a few months we were like no 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 we are getting dick tracy guys now and Pretty quickly, we realized they're not the best figures. No, they're a very weird squat. Uh, the big yeah. sin for me was that Dick Tracy himself did not have his coat. No, didn't he come with a cloth coat? No, just a hat. Oh, really? Because uh, yeah. I remember him not having the coat. And in retrospect, I had just assumed because, nope. uh, you know, any cloth capes or any of that stuff on my action figures, no, that's a no no. That makes them look like dolls. And that's. You know, I'm far too manly for that. As of course, a of course. <laughs> I know you've also had a problem with the way they treated the character of uh, the blank as a figure. Yeah, well, wasn't there a, I, I think it's super rare where there was like the blank figure that's just the blank, mm-hmm. but there was also one with a removable. No, uh, the only one figure is the one with the removable face that, that does show uh, the twist of the film, but it was released oh. later than the other figures. Mm. So therefore, not ruining the surprise. But also being a female and a late figure, very hard to find. In fact, it goes for like over $1,000 on card. Wow. On eBay. (laughs) On the other end of the spectrum, most of the other figures go for about $10 to $12 on card on eBay. Okay. Okay. My little surprise is uh, for you, Nick, that I was so taken aback by one of the figures. I went on eBay and bought it. Oh. That's right. I owned the Tramp. Steve the Tramp. Wow. Yes. Not the kind of figure you'd sell to a child these days, a... (laughs) <laughs> homeless man in rags and bandages with his toes sticking out of his shoes and some cuts and bruises but he's <laughs> it is such a hideous action figure i had to order it he's, he's seen better days and the five dollar price was really right right there i was like five dollars i have to own this Thank you. well yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, what kind of game is Dick Tracy for the Sega Genesis? Well, sir, uh, it's a side-scrolling action platformer using platform very loosely with some kind of gallery shooter elements, kind of. That's the big draw of the game, I think. Yeah, it's a very interesting hybrid. Now, in this game, you can jump when you are side-scrolling. You know, there's not a lot of jumps that that matter, though. No, mostly just over boxes. No pit deaths. You're not really jumping over a lot of enemies. Yeah. Or anything. It's more just there to add some flavor to the locomotion. Yeah. But of course, you can shoot. Yeah. You can fire what? Left, right, crouch. You got your pistol. Yeah. It's a satisfying shot. And in addition to shooting your standard gun, you also have a Tommy gun. Yeah. This is mapped to a different button because you fire off into the background. And when you are firing into the background, your character, Dick Tracy, stands still. And then you can then aim that fire in the background with the D-pad as well. Yeah, pretty interesting, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's a mechanic that I wish more games would have taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, was a, it was a neat thing. That was always the kind of draw to the game, you know, aside from Dick Tracy. But... <laughs> yep. Dick Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> yeah, Tracy C. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> And in this game, you do have life, a uh, life bar. Yeah. And I use, the bar has different lengths depending, I think, on what difficulty you choose. That's right. Yeah. I think it goes from four to eight, depending on easy, medium, hard. If I, if I remember. Yeah, I don't right. know for sure because I played normal or medium, whatever. So, yeah. Same I was here. afraid of missing levels. Yeah. You have lives, which are also uh, shown on the screen, a score, mm-hmm. and a time limit per each stage. Yeah, it didn't bump up against the time limit. I mean, only I think at one boss, I ran out of time Hmm. once. 
And the core mechanic of this game is that you walk from left to right in most stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot guys that are on your plane. And when guys pop out of the background, you switch to your machine gun and shoot them. Yeah. But they do mix it up a little bit. There are a few different level types. There is that standard level, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. There are levels where you run out of ammo. Yeah, there is a little gun indicator on the bottom right of your screen that will go away on certain stages, and you must punch them. Now, you still have to fight guys to have guns, but you just have to duck, crouch, move your way up to them, and take care of them. Yeah, and you can punch anytime, even when you have your gun. If you're just close to an enemy, you'll just default to that. And Mm -hmm. there is, at the end of any of these levels, you get a bonus for everyone you punched as opposed to Yeah, there's a so let's go over that real quick because there's a whole set of things that you get bonuses for, actually. Yeah, score bonuses. Yes. Because you get your, what, you get your punch bonus. I think you get a time bonus for your remainder. And there's the no break bonus. Yes. Now, the time bonus, you get 50 points for each second remaining. The punch bonus is 100 points for each punched enemy. And if you don't break any objects, you get 10,000 points. And those are like windows, cars, etc. They're things you break when you're shooting around with a machine gun. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I cannot imagine getting that. <laughs> Agreed. Because what do you get for that high score? Well, nothing, my friend. Nothing at all. So what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Now, the other levels are uh, sometimes a car chase will ensue. And it's not like the other Dick Tracy game we played. You are not driving a car. You are hanging off the side of a car. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, actually. It looks really cool. It does. I love it. Like, his coat is, like, blowing. It's all puffed out, like, anime style. It looks really cool. And you are hanging on to the runner boards? Yeah, you're on, like, the side shooting. Guys are cruising up and popping out of other vehicles to shoot at you. Sometimes they ram your car. It's a pretty exciting uh, little break. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, we have the boss levels. Yeah, where, you know, this is even more like a shooting gallery game because you're going through a level Mm -hmm. and then one of the bosses will pop out and they typically have, instead of like guns, they'll, you know, they'll have something they're throwing at you or laying down and you're just slowly chipping down their life as they pop in and out of the screen as you move through this level. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of times too, though, you scroll the level, not them. That's right. If you move fast or forward, you can get more time with them on screen to shoot them. They do have like a little time where they pause and are invincible. But when they run again, you know, they're open and they open themselves up. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't move forward with them, it takes way longer because you have less time to attack them. Yeah. And of course, you know, you've got thugs and goons coming in left and right or even in the background with the boss, you know, shooting at you. So, you know, it slows you down a bit. Now, one thing we didn't mention was that when you do get attacked as uh, Dick Tracy, your life bar goes down different amounts per what's happened to you. Yeah, it's like if you get hit with a... It's like a punch or a knife. It's only one chunk of life. One yeah, life bar. I feel like guns or any explosive, anything else is two. Everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's two. Gotcha. So, pro tip, go to that options menu when you start the game. You have options of changing... Your button layout, which is super nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did that right away. Same here. And you can change your difficulty and make it easy. Give yourself all those lives. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Or all that life. Yeah. And actually, you do get extra credits when you change the difficulty setting as well. Yeah, yeah. What do you start with? Three? And you can... Three, four, or five, depending on the settings. Oh, okay, okay. Now, you can get extra credits in the game. Yeah, after... Each stage, like each stage has three rounds, typically an A, B, C, and then, you know, C being where the boss is, and then you get to play a bonus game. Yeah, and this bonus game is a shooting alley. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool where, you know, you're in a little hall where three of these, like, cardboard people will pop up, and you have to identify the civilians versus the thugs and shoot them. Yeah, you've got police chief, mailman, a newsboy, a butcher, and a repair guy. Those are the ones you don't shoot. But you do want to shoot itchy, flat top, big boy lips or prune face or shoulders. And the way you do that is there's three guys. Each guy is a different button. And you just hit the correct button to shoot them. Yeah. yeah. Right or middle. Which, you know, you only have, you know, and they're only up for a few seconds. So you got to be kind of quick. At first took a little getting used to. But after a while, you know, I was jamming them down and you can get way more. Like I ended up with so many credits by the end of this game. You know, I, you know, spoilers. I was safe stating as well. But yeah. It was, you can get like three of them at w- in one stage just by, if you can shoot all of the bad guys without shooting good guys. 
Yeah, that's for a perfect score. And it's important you do so in the early game when it's easy because that's the only time you're going to be able to get extra credits or lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One other thing to note is in that options menu, there is a sound and music test, which I always love. Yeah, it's good stuff. And finally, continues. And so when you do use those credits or continues, you start back at the beginning of the level you were on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's important you get those, like I said, because it's the only time you're going to be getting more uh, lives or whatever. Yeah. All right, Nick. Uh, you know, I've been disappointed before by properties that have a lot of art behind them and huge yeah. marketing pushes, but still have somehow very poor showings in the manual department. Yeah. Is this Genesis version of Dick Tracy any different? No. Bummer. It's uh it's a mere sixteen pages, black and white. It does have a lot of screenshots, but no art, man. Not even the picture of a Tommy gun in a violin case. Wow. Somehow worse than the last one. <laughs> yeah, it, it breaks down your very brief story of it's a crime wave and you gotta bust enough goons to find big boy. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot going on in this game as far as like power-ups or mechanics, so I definitely understand where they don't need a whole lot. Yeah, and it, it just goes through, you know, your controls, you get a boss's preview, stage preview, get some hints and tips in the Crime Stoppers textbook, one of which I wanted to ask you about that I don't know if I just bungled it every time or something, but it says that, you know, the kid from the movie yes. will run out and heal you. They're like, if you see him, touch him to get your health back. And I was like, I... I don't remember any kid. Maybe I just shot him or something. I, d I don't recall that at all. I have no memory of him in this game at all either. Which that kid from the movie, by the way, that's Charlie Corsmo. He's from Hook. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't make that connection as a kid, so it just mm. surprised me when I was like, oh, hey. I can't wait till we are forced to play that game. Just oh. kidding. I can. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's a... You know, it's a brief book that tells you what it needs to explain the rather simple gameplay of Dick Tracer. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Dick Tracy for Sega Genesis? But probably more likely you have a story for your personal history with Dick Tracy, the movie. Well, OK, first of all, with this game, I never played. I think I may have played it briefly at a friend's of a friend's house. Like I remember seeing the driving stage being like, wow. Yeah, until my best friend got a Genesis, I paid zero attention to anything happening in the world of Sega. Sure, sure. Well, <laughs> why tease yourself? Yeah, so I never, I don't know, I've never even saw that this game existed before two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, you know, as we kind of mentioned, I was, I totally bought into the, the, the hype for Dick Tracy. And Now, you didn't really see a ton of movies when you were a kid. No, no, this was so one, yeah. How did you see this one? I saw it with my friend, like almost all of my movies as a gotcha. kid. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Dick Tracy holds a sweet spot for me. It is the first film I remember falling asleep in on my fifth viewing. Oh, wow. At the uh, Dollar Theater. And I thought to myself, well, that's weird. I fell asleep. And I was like, maybe it's just because I've seen it so many times. Right, right. But yeah, uh, I was just in love with this movie. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Uh, I saw it, as, yeah, you, yeah. as I said, five times. Wow. I did not get the figures because I did not like the way they looked, but I was down for so many other Dick Tracy things. Sure, yeah. And then that summer, next summer, I went to Disney World with my dad, and they had like the the backlot, MGM backlot, where they had the Dick Tracy city as a perspective view. Whoa, really? That's awesome. I, oh, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And a guy walked around dressed as Dick Tracy that I got my picture with. Oh, cool. Now, can I ask you, do you remember, this might have been my first introduction to Dick Tracy was, do you remember Duck Tracy? Yes. The Daffy the Duck. Daffy uh, Duck short. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, too. Yeah, I think that that would probably be mine. I, our local paper did not carry Dick Tracy as a comic strip. Yeah, mine either. I, I think I recall seeing it in summers in Michigan with my grandparents, because I know their paper had Spider-Man, and oh, maybe man. this briefly, you know? I always wished for a daily Spider-Man. Yeah, it's not as great as you might think. Yeah, I know, but, you know, <laughs> as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, same here. But, you know, for me, the Dick Tracy love burned uh, hot and bright. And uh, as a you know, family that did not have a VCR, mm. I, I never owned or rented the movie after seeing it so many times. And it just kind of disappeared from my life. Yeah, it didn't have the legs that Batman did, you know. For sure. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with uh, Dick Tracy for Genesis? 
Sega Genesis. Oh, even. Oh, I, well, sir, I beat this game. Uh, I beat it in, I think, four plays where... I think that was about the same for me. I went through, Which like, I, the first two levels in one and then just kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I also beat the game. I did a cheat. I saved in between levels, and it's really not necessary for the first few. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But it does get a little harder towards the end for certain. Sure. And I rewatched the film, Dick Tracy. Yeah. I watched it with my family, and they all seemed to enjoy it. My son really liked it. He thought the style was very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's very interesting to see a movie shot with seven colors. I, I mean, I know. I, I really want to go back and watch it because I'm really intrigued by the like the visuality of it, you know? Uh, my favorite things are the colors are great. The makeup is hideous and disgusting on all of the characters as it should be. <laughs> uh, when Dick Tracy fights a guy, it's not like the classic one, two, three punches, you know? You see in a lot yeah. of 80s and 90s action films it is a series of uh, face destroying haymakers <laughs> that is so intense and ridiculous that I just have to love it. Brutality. That's awesome. For sure. Uh, then the other thing I did not remember from my childhood is how incredibly thirsty every tiny bit Madonna is on t- screen for Dick Tracy. <laughs> There's not a scene where she's not trying to seduce him in a very overt and heavy-handed sexual manner, which, you know, was a little awkward with my children, but, you know, it is what it is. Sure, uh, sure. HD, one of her early outfits, really stood out to me, and I don't remember it being nearly as revealing. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm like, really pretty sure that uh, 11-year-old me would have remembered this a lot better if I did. Right, <laughs> right. But definitely, it does hold up. It's it's ridiculous and cartoonish, but in all of the greatest ways. So if you haven't ever seen this movie, I would check it out. Cool. All right, folks, here it is, our general chat portion of the show. I would just like to start by saying that this game has an extremely good concept. Just a bit of a mediocre execution. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it's that, I don't know what you, Z-axis shooting or whatever you want to call it, shooting into the background, right? It's a pretty novel and I don't know, it's... I really like the idea of it. I just don't like how slow it is. Yeah, well, you could say that about almost everything, I think, in this game because... Like the levels when you have no bullets are the most boring, like where you're like, why is Dick Tracy walking so slow? You have no movement. I don't know. Like when you take that machine gunning away, the game really stinks, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And I I mean, it's just a really cool concept. You know, it it basically takes your Operation Wolf and mixes it with your side-scrolling shooter. And I, I feel like if it was just like faster or something, this would have been such a cool concept that would have been copied by other games. Yeah, it, it's it's just kind of half-baked because, you know, this is a game with no power-ups. Like, there's no anything else. And the, the platforming, yeah. quote-unquote, is just sometimes there's a box or two, jump over it, that's it. You know, uh, there, there's, no, there's like a, nothing Isn't there a ladder? I mean, there you are on the upper half of the screen in one level on that, like, catwalk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just so, like, barely there and doesn't really need to be. I, I don't know. It's uh, It just wears thin pretty quick, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Now, what I did like about this game, and in fact loved, was the sprites, the graphics. Yeah, it looks good. I love these the, the sprites for Dick Tracy and the thugs. Like, everyone is so brutish and thick and just, mm-hmm. like, squat. Like, I don't know. They all seem like a... Very worthy gangster foes to go up against. Yeah, they're and I like the backgrounds as well. For the most part, they're pretty basic, but in a, a somewhat fitting way, I guess. Yeah, I, I do think that having that z-axis shooting is a weird thing because it makes the levels feel kind of empty because it's it's like there's a background with guys you're shooting at, mm-hmm. and then there's usually an empty street or a river or something between that and the plane that you're walking on. So it makes them feel empty, you know, empty. You say, no, I do. I do Uh, understand that, (laughs) but I do think the backgrounds are really like cool looking. I mean, they're detailed enough to give you a a feeling that you're in the train yard or, you know, like you said at the docks or these other places. Yeah. And the enemies you go up against, they do stick to that seven color, like a color scheme, but they do a good job. Mm -hmm. I think of mixing up, like as the game goes on, what weapons they have that's still time appropriate there are a few yes there's actually a 
much greater variety than the other Dick Tracy. You know, you get the shotgun, the big shotgun guy, the yeah, knife dudes. Jumping knife guys, they're the worst. Mm-hmm. You got guys that throw dynamite, you got handguns. You know, it's it's uh, as much variety as you could imagine here in the the world of Dick Tracy. Now, other positives, the uh, cutscenes, I think, look great. They definitely have like the characters from the movie, the exact style of the actors, but are done in like a fun, like comic style. And some of them really, I really like think that picture of prune face, man. He looks rough. Like, I mean, he's a gross looking guy anyways, but <laughs> yes, I thought the music was pretty decent. It's it's vaguely jazzy kind of, you know, it's it's got a fun Genesis kind of sound to it, but nothing like mm-hmm. too out there that really like gets you. Yeah. You know, and for a game that has so many different concepts going on. You know, sadly, there's not enough in the other levels like the no ammo level or the driving levels. Yeah. To really make up for how slow they are. Yeah. And I love the driving levels and concept. And they're they're probably my favorite parts of the game. They look really cool. But just because you're not like I, you don't have to worry about walking. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this this game's almost there. You know, it's just kind of bland. Like it only has a few tricks and you see them pretty early. And did you ever uh, play Wild Guns? Uh, yeah, we played it for our podcast. Yeah, so it's kind of got that same thought process. Yeah, I was thinking of that a lot during this game. I couldn't I remember like, if we had played it for the podcast no. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I had never played it until then. It's Yeah, it's great, but it, it, it is more of where I'm like, that's what this game should have been. Yeah, yeah. I thought that a few times going through here. But the one thing I think that this game does that no other game, you know, in that same genre, I guess, has is these boss fights. And again, yeah. this is a place where I really like the idea of these boss fights. Yeah, they're pretty cool because, you know, you're squaring off with it's kind of well, it's not really one on one because there's usually other goons approaching. But, you know, they each have their own, I I don't know, little trick or, you know, sometimes they, you know, what's his face? Is it the brow who's just dropping dynamite? You know, sometimes he'll pop out right below you or right in front of you and try to toss one. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, the thing I like most about those is that they are multi-screen affairs. So it's not, you know. Just you standing in a corner, figuring out the pattern. You know, it's like a long fight you're you're doing across the streets. And I think that's a really cool concept. And the fact that you can kind of control how much damage you do by moving forward faster and that kind of thing gives you a lot more agency you don't normally have in a boss fight. Yeah, yeah. They're fun. Yeah. And to me, I think like the boss fights really are the best part of this game because they show you how the best of parts of both worlds work, that machine gunning in the background and then dealing with enemies in the foreground at the same time. It's about, yeah, it's pretty solid. I just, I I wish this game had a little more to it. Like, I think that if they were to mix, if like these were the levels you drove to in the NES game, you know, or you had this like mystery solving framing device to give you a little something more to it, because it is very samey throughout much of the levels of the game, you know? Yeah, it's one of those games that it comes so close to drawing me back, but the repetitiveness of it and and everything just doesn't make me want to pick it up first first time, first glance. Well, and it's not even you know like if you think of Contra or other action ish you know, or games like you know where maybe this time I'll try it with a different weapon or some things I haven't tried, but it's it's just very like linear, which yeah. is you know it's all right I guess it's I don't know I don't know. Well, now it's time we take this game level by level. And each uh, one of these levels is called a stage, I think, or a scene. What do we got in this game? It's a stage broken down into three rounds, the A round, B round, and C round. Okay. And each stage is kind of a case or part of a case. Let's put it that way. You get like a little kind of comic style intro splash page type thing. Yes. A newsboy's out and about. Yeah, or, you know, but they have the weirdest font because I feel like half the letters are italicized and then a couple are bold, but like it it looks almost like a ransom note pieced together. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> to me, a lot of these, the fonts and, and whatnot, which I do know exactly what you mean. It reminds me of like early computer graphics. Yeah, yeah. I could see where that they're totally. like, well, we don't want to just make it a computer looking font. So how can we make it fancy? But when you have a very limited amount of pixels to use, your yeah. options are not always what you think they are. Yeah, yeah. But it declares Dick Tracy's uh, starting a war, a war on crime. Yes. He's going to try to find Big Boss down at the train yard. And this is the beginning of the dynamite case. 
Yeah. And the first stage is you walking through the city streets. Yeah, I guess heading to the train yard, right? I think so. Along the ways, you're going to find plenty of thugs with guns and without guns. Yeah, in the first level, you just have the walking, punching guys in blue, the purple handgun guys, and then green handgun guys in the background. Mm -hmm. And tap, tap, tap a just creep forward, shoot a guy as soon as he comes on screen. That's really the tactic, because you don't want to get caught with... A lot of guys walking towards you as you have to fight people in the background. Especially because sometimes two, three, or four guys will start hopping out in the background if you move too fast. And then because they they take a few seconds to get a beat on you. So you just want to make sure to take them down ASAP. And the vast majority of enemies in the background are on the street. So you know, like what plane they're going to be on. So you can just swipe, you know, back and forth with your gun to get them. Yeah, it's fun. There are a few guys that will appear on rooftops and out of windows, but they're definitely the exception to the rule. Yeah. And I think this level, as well as every level, has like a checkpoint in it where at some point you'll get to where if you die, that's where you'll respawn, which is pretty cool. Uh, Then uh, Dick Tracy will let you know he's out of bullets. Poor timing and thinking on his part. Or maybe he should have just been more careful with his uh, bulleting. Yeah, yeah. Here at the train yard, this is scene B. Mm -hmm. And now you just got to punch a lot of guys in the face. Or, alternatively, duck and punch them. I find that's actually a little easier. Yeah, if you want to get wild, a little unorthodox, I guess. If you duck and just uh, keep punching, all the blue guys will walk right into your fists instead of punching you in the face. Because yeah. there is a tiny bit of timing <laughs> you have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, in the train yards, you do have the dynamite thug for the first time. And he can be mm-hmm. a little tricky. You just have to jump over that dynamite. If you stand in one spot too long, it will be thrown right at you. Yeah. And I mean, you move so slow, it's like you want to keep moving anyways. You never want to stop moving forward. Ever. Ever. It does start getting a little tough at, towards the end with all the, the shooting guys. Mm-hmm. But then you will be done with this stage and on to the third, the boss fight. Yeah, here in round C. This is, oh, this is Itchy. Yeah. Itchy. And he's on the wrong side of the tracks. And Itchy is wearing dark blue. He does scratch himself a lot. And I think yeah. he's got a uh, a handgun. Is that correct? I know that when he shoots you, it's like a couple shots at a time. It's so rare. I, and he's so far in the background. You know, it's hard to kind of tell, but... It's normally like, because whenever you have a boss character and they're running around there and you're shooting your machine gun at them, you'll hit them and they'll typically take damage, fall down and then get up. They have like a little invincibility window before you can hit them again. And that invincibility window does stretch to them running across the screen. Yeah. So, But if you've moved forward, you can kind of usually get a little bit of a time with the invincibility window gone at the mm-hmm. far edge of the screen. Yeah, we peg them right before they make it out. I've also noticed that cover, like, you know, guys will hide behind boxes and crates and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't seem to stop them from getting bulleted. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I wasn't sure if it was just certain surfaces or not, but it just seemed to work anytime I was paying attention, you know? Yeah, so just because they're hiding near or behind a box, uh, don't don't hesitate to shower them with bullets from your, your Tommy gun. <laughs> Blast through it. And then eventually you will whittle down Itchy's health bar, which I don't know if we mentioned. When you are fighting a boss, they do have a health bar. Which is cool. Yes, but you'll eventually shoot him enough that he passes out. (laughs) Who knows? But you do talk to him briefly before you throw him in the slammer. You tell him it's from the roundhouse to the big house for you, Itchy. Ooh. But he tells you that this case is going to blow up in your face, copper. Ooh, what a mouthy criminal. I don't like that. Nope. Then you have your bonus round and the next stage you find out that the lab boys tell you the train was carrying nitroglycerin what yeah and you got to check out its destination yeah we can't have nitroglycerin i don't know just out on the streets uh do we know the destination of this train or is this destination unknown uh-huh. i think <laughs> yes but yeah this takes you to like a, a warehouse right mm-hmm. and right away in the second level they really up the amount of dudes in the background uh, guys are popping out of doors left and right you got uh, machine gun guys in the background for the first time, and now gray or black knife guys, ones that just run blindly at you. Knife out. Yeah, they're crazy, so shoot them. As any good cop would. Yeah, pretty pretty basic stuff here. You make your way through this uh, warehouse, and you find out it was the brow. The brow's behind it all, but he's getting away. Oh, we can't have that. So what would any sane cop do? Why, he'd jump on the side of a car, grab his machine gun, and tell the driver to drive as fast as he can as he sprays every other car on the road with bullets. That's the way to do it, yeah. So it's, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. You're just cruising along. You'll typically see 
two or three, sometimes cars come in front or behind you, kind of bump you. You can hop on top of the car to dodge guys shooting at you from your plane. It does all look really awesome. Yeah, and you're like shooting out other windows. Like you'll you'll see a guy kind of in another car window before he'll open the door and shoot or pop up over. I love it when they open the door. Most guys just pop out the window and shoot at you. But when they're on the same plane, every once in a while, a guy pops the door open and then like leans out. And it just looks so cool. It it does. But that's pretty much it. Eventually, uh, you know, you'll be done chasing the brow to his next location, which I think is the warehouse. Another warehouse. I I think it's supposed to be like under a L train or something, I guess. Yeah. Or where I don't know. It's some industrial looking area. But uh, the brow has he's a a TNT based dynamite guy. So he'll throw them at you. He will duck out and place one next to you. Yeah, because sometimes he's like in the behind a car in the foreground. I yeah, do he, like that little level of trickery he's got going on. Yeah, it is a little Looney Tunes where it's like popping in and out of things. But, uh, I, I I love it. Uh, the one other big thing he does is I think he can knock uh, girders out of the, the L train. Mm, yeah. And they will fall on you. But honestly, I think his level is easier than the first one because there's less enemies to fight on the same plane you're on. Yeah, for sure. And you don't have a uh, punching level <laughs> on stage uh, two. Well, you then beat the brow. And you ask him to talk, which he does. He tells you it's Lips. Lips Manless sent him after Big Boy's Nitro. And that means you have a bonus round in a new stage two tackle. Lips is across town. He's got to get to his car alive. Dun, dun, dun. And this is another stage that is very similar to the very first one in the game. Yeah, it's just a uh, walking, city. shooting. Yeah, yeah. Now, there is a big fat guy in this level that pops out with a machine gun. He's new. Yeah, yeah. He's with suspenders. Yep. He comically shakes the ground when he lands. And there's a new uh, faster Tommy gun man in the background, uh, an orange one. Yeah, so yeah. watch out for them as well. Eventually, you do make it to your car. And in a twist, it's a car chase level. Yeah. Dick Tracy doesn't drive his own car. He just rides on the side of it, though. Yeah. What's Sam? Sam Catchum driving? Probably. Uh, you need to get to the Club Ritz across town. And you do so exactly the way you did in the last driving level. Yeah, it gets a little more crowded. I think you see more cars at once, a little tougher, but nothing too crazy. And then here, then you're at the Club Ritz, and it's time to fight with Lips Manless. Yeah, straight into a boss fight here. Uh, he greets you with a Molotov cocktail. He says, how nice of you to drop by, Tracy. Care for a Molotov cocktail? And he has a lit one waiting for you. It's a man that likes danger. Oh, yeah. By the way, in the in the little comic intro, I just want to say that Lips Manless looks disgusting. So... Oh, yeah. Beautifully disgusting. Uh, Even more disgusting than he does in the actual film. Now, you are in the dining room of the club, which does look, you know, kind of like the one in the movie. Yeah. And Lips is in the background hiding behind tables and walls. He shoots at you and throws small tough cocktails. So, yeah, watch out Uh, when he shoots at you. It's like a big string of shots, too. It's like five or six in a row. So you have to, like, kind of jump over them, dodge them somehow. Yeah, I I had a hard time with this fight. There is a kind of safe spot on the very right side uh-huh his molotov cocktails and stuff he can only hit you if he himself is all the way to the right as well so okay, most cause... of the time he won't hit you and then when he gets over there you can move and then try to get back over there well at the very end of the level is at the bar and he is just non-stop throwing cocktails at that point there is no more gunplay he is athletic man he has got a cannon mm-hmm. he was a star quarterback at uh, <laughs> goon high school <laughs> once again dick tracy's here to punch some guys in the face and he asks lips what is your interest in the nitro and he says he stole it to keep big boy from blowing up the competition like himself oh so a preemptive strike it wasn't even like you know gonna be used for a, a heist or anything lips is thinking defense so now dick tracy's got to figure out what's going on with uh big boy but for some reason the alley he's going into is too small for guns <laughs> I've heard that excuse so many times. Oh, and he's on his way after shoulders, so he's gonna go in. No guns. No guns. Fisticuffs only. Yeah. There's a a new knife man, a jumping knife man, and then oddly enough, the enemies did not get that memo. They seem to think that this alleyway is large enough for guns. Well, they have no scruples, and in fact, they are using them against you. So pretty. It's no fun. <laughs> It is not. There is some very light platforming in this level where you can go like a high route instead of a low route. Uh, yeah, and I think yeah. for the first time, uh, there are the blue guys lay down. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
It's a big change up in their attack strategy. Tactical innovations. Now, luckily, you make it out of the alleyway. You find shoulders. You beat some information out of him. He tells you where the, the explosive factory is. Yeah, this is actually like a, a mini boss fight, kind of. Like he throws tires right and you got to punch him. Yes. Not very tough, though. I totally forgot about that until you mentioned it because, yeah, you just <laughs> punch him like three times. Uh, but now you have your gun back and your machine gun. You're back under the elevated train, making your way to that warehouse. Yeah, it's shoulders blows it. He's like, er, right, because you're like, tell me where yep. the explosive factory is. And he's like, at the warehouse. So Now there are new dynamite throwing guys that duck and throw dynamite a much further distance. There are new machine gun guys that run much faster in the background. Deadly. Uh, yes, no, nothing crazy, just uh, harder versions, basically, of enemies you've yeah. had to deal with before. And then finally, you make it to this warehouse where you find your favorite. The lovely Prune Face. Yes. And what does Prune Face have to say to you? I'm blowing you out of the headlines, Tracy. And he's got a grenade pin pulled in his hand. Yeah, so similar to our, our some of most of our other bosses he's throwing grenades at you except he does this hideous like uh i don't know like charleston like squat <laughs> when he throws his grenades at you that i i found quite amusing yes he does he does look a bit goofy like i really thought he was going to just start waving his hands across his knees i would shoot him extra for that even if he was invincible take him down <laughs> public enemy now, number one what makes this boss fight a little bit harder is that the boss himself, Pruneface, will appear on multiple levels in the background. Mm -hmm. And the enemies are on your level. You're, there's tons of boxes. So you've got to jump around and over these boxes to get to them or avoid their bullets. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes it one of the tougher boss fights. It can be. It can be. You uh, destroy Pruneface. You get your bonus round and you move on. What does he tell you before you do move on? Do you remember? Yeah, it's okay. Yes, he goes. Dick Tracy says, "Where's Big Boy Pruneface?" And Pruneface's reply is, "Why don't you go in and look for yourself, Tracy?" So I'm guessing we were outside the warehouse, and now we're going in, I believe, to search it. Okay. Well, you let uh, the headquarters know that you're heading back to look for clues of Big Boy's whereabouts, and you're told that Big 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 Boy has put a contract out on you. So watch out. Yeah, he's getting real. It's, it's serious now. Very. And now uh, we're in the warehouse you talked about that has uh, you walking across some beams at the top. Yeah. A little different. Slightly different. <laughs> it's. I mean, you, you can still see enough of the background to shoot your machine gun back at guys. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I wouldn't mind just seeing a little more up and down in the game. Mm -hmm. At the end, you find uh, one of Big Boy's men. You decide to follow him. The only way you know how to. That's on the side of a car. Oh, yeah. Uh, now this car trace. Uh, the mechanics are all the same. There is a lot more cars, but I feel like this is a pretty short little level. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I think we forgot to mention each of the car levels, it has a little meter at the top that shows you how close you're getting to the destination. So you know where you are. Yes. You get the to your destination and who's waiting for you? It's Flat Top telling you to eat lead, copper. Man. He's got his machine gun out and you're back in Club Ritz for, well, a mediocre boss fight. Yeah, I, he's one of the few that doesn't, he's not throwing anything at you. He's just machine gunning you. There are some enemies to contend with on the level. The big thing about this fight is that he turns the lights out from time to time. Yeah, like some point it's like the lights just go out. I don't know if, I guess he was behind it, but then it's like you can't see where he is until he starts shooting and the muzzle flash or flash, the muzzle, the muzzle flash reveals his location. Yes, the muzzle flash. Uh, once it has revealed his location enough times, you uh, destroy him. Well, you don't because you, you grab him, you beat him, and you ask him where Big Boy is. And he tells you he is down where you'll never find him. He calls you a flat foot. What oh. a jerk. You radio back to headquarters and you tell them you're following Big Boy into the sewer. That's right. And <laughs> no bullets here again. Again, you are not allowed to use bullets. The sewer is full of gas that is explosive, I guess. Guess who did not get that memo? Oh, the bad guys. They can. They can blast away. That's right, because now there is a blue larger man with a submachine gun. There are guys throwing dynamite all over this place. The sewer is defended very well. And very pink. It's a very odd color choice for the sewer that does not appear anywhere else in the game. Well, in the 40s, you know, they had fancy sewers. I guess. Uh, once you leave the sewers, you exclaim, Walnuts! <laughs> 
Big Boy must be hiding somewhere nearby, and you are now at the harbor searching for him. Yeah, this is a level where instead of the street in the background, it's like water. Mm -hmm. And there are some platforming jumps that you must make over water. Oh, yes, a rare appearance. But... Uh, now, the enemies you're going to fight on this level are all the hardest versions, the fastest, quickest to draw their weapons. In particular, those those knife, those jumping knife guys, the worst. They're quite a pain in the butt. Uh, then finally, you find Big Boy. He tells you there is no more running and that you are a dead man. Dun, dun, dun. Pulls his gun on you. And now the, the boss fight is on. And you are in the final scene from the movie. Yeah, it's a gear. It's a clock tower or something. There's just gears everywhere. Uh, not a clock tower, but it is the drawbridge. Ah. It is all the gear and machinery for a, a giant drawbridge. Yeah, and in addition to shooting you, is sometimes... I guess Big Boy will do, like, shoot a gear and it'll fall down. What's he do? It looks like he does something to make these gears bounce at you and you have mm -hmm. to dodge them. Yeah, he's. I guess I'm, I just assumed he was shooting them out of, like, the ceiling or whatever. Uh, and then he will also, like, pop out of doors and laugh at you, it looks like. Or I don't know what he's doing there, but... Mm, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You shoot him when he does. Yes. Uh, eventually, you work your way further into this uh, geared place where there is a series of doors that he Scooby-Doo's behind for mm -hmm. a while. <laughs> uh, and then I think what you're talking about is that the very final uh, place, there are four doors and a constant rain of gears. Uh, yeah, you know, so... It's really not that hard because the gears are slow, easily telegraph their movement, and now you're not dealing with any other uh, enemies to fight. Yeah, it's a solo fight, so it was, uh, you know, not it's not too difficult. Indeed. You uh, defeat Big Boy... You tell him you're glad he likes water because you're sending him up the river. Classic Dick Tracy humor. Oh, yeah. And then that's it, right? You get a newspaper like Tracy nabs big boy. Yep. You are pointing at, at it and it tells you that Tracy has won another case. Extra, extra. And that's it. Did I even say thank you? Game over? Nothing. It's a thankless job being a detective. Truly is. All right, friends, this is it. The final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category, category, each category with a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Okay, um, I went with a 3.0. I really, really loved the chunky sprites of this game. I thought the animations were good, and I just, I don't know. I, I love the sprites. What can I say? The art direction in this game has really got me. Yeah, it was all, you know, pretty solid in all respects. It didn't really, like, super wow me, but I, I didn't see anything that I thought looked dumb or weird, you know? Indeed. Uh, you know, as we mentioned, the music is not outstanding, but it is not detracting, and that, I think, is one of the best things you could ask for. Again, it's, it doesn't have any, like, super amazing compositions, but hearing jazzy type stuff through the sega fm chip thing has its own little draw i think yes i agree it always uh, puts a smile on my face as well next up is play control and i gave it a 3.0 i went with a 2.5 but i thought it was all pretty solid again like no no real complaints uh everything seemed to work okay i thought the machine gun could be a little squirrely but mm -hmm. it kind of felt appropriate so it didn't bother me too much you know, and that was my only uh, complaint is that it's a little slow. Yeah. You know, and, and and I think even that squirreliness, if it was done a little quicker, you wouldn't have noticed as much. Yeah, I think in general, like this game could be sped up a notch or two just to, but it would be so short then. I don't know. <laughs> Following that is Challenge Factor. Here I wasn't sure. I, I went with a 2.5 because I didn't think it, there was anything too egregious. There are some tough boss fights. You don't have a password, but you can accumulate a lot of credits, I think, pretty easily in the early levels. I, I went a little higher than you. I, I gave it a 3.5 just because that last level or two, there are so many guys shooting you in so many areas that it can get very hard. Yeah. Now, agreed, if you know what you're doing, you can have a lot of uh, continues built up. So yeah, I could see where you give it a lower score, but I just think those last two levels are very hard. Mm -hmm. And finally, we have theme and fun. I gave this a 2.5. I was really torn. I also gave it a 2.5, but I almost gave it a 3.0 just because this game is right on the edge of being 
really fun. Yeah, yeah. It just needs a little more icing or something, you know? <laughs> like It just doesn't get there. And that's really frustrating because it has all the ingredients like that are there for a cool experience. But like we've said so many times, it just doesn't clear that final hurdle. Yeah, it's just kind of everything's so similar, you know? Indeed. So, Nick, I'll ask you, as I do at the end of every show, uh, should you play this game? I don't know. I mean, it's pretty harmless. I feel like you could play the first two levels and get everything you're going to get out of this game. So yeah. it might be worth it, checking out. It's If you are a big Dick Tracy fan, I would say definitely check it out. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, weird beat-em-ups and shoot-em-ups, also check it out. But, you know, don't expect to spend your entire day playing this game. Let's yeah, just yes. put it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week's game will be The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That is right. And do you have the blank action figure? Give it to me. You can reach us. Let's discuss <laughs> details at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. If you uh, would like the tramp action figure, there's many of them <laughs> online on eBay for less than $10. So have at thee. Yeah, yeah. But you can also get a hold of us at Cartridge Command on Facebook, Cart Command on the Twitterverse. I don't think no, we don't have a TikTok yet, <laughs> but maybe one day you'll be able to find us on TikTok as well. But until then, those are the places you can find us. And of course, we must go out of our way to say thank you so very much to the awesome, the wonderful, the amazing folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command because it's their support that makes this show happen. It's awesome. So cool. It is awesome and awe-inspiring. You know, Nick and I, this is just the thing we do because we love video games. We like talking to each other. And it was it four years ago, five years ago, we we hoped some people would listen. Turns out a lot of people (laughs) listened. And more people listen all the time. The fact that there are those people that give us money to have content, to have a place to put our podcast, to pay for any incidentals we need, that really gives us that extra push to make sure we keep pushing on for everyone out there. Yes. So thank you all so very much to those that give. And those that don't, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. We super appreciate it. And thank you all so very, very much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! By Game On. Exactly. What was the one he did just before this? Actually, it was kind of Ishtar. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Uh, I thought Star was earlier in the 80s. I don't know. Never saw it. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Well, it's not as bad as people say. Yeah, I remember when whenever they got the rights to show it on Comedy Central. Like, I'd never heard of it, but they had commercials. They were like, it's not that bad. There's some funny parts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just remember being like, all right, if you say so.